Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Hey there, welcome back to the Birth Worker Podcast. This is episode 70, and I am answering some awesome questions today about consultations for in-person doula services. We're gonna talk about my biggest tips from creating my very first ebook that took me to create essentially $2,000 recurring passive months in my business. So super huge takeaways from that, of course. And then at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about success and what success looks like and even how long does it take to actually be successful. And before we get started, if you are new here, these Friday episodes, we do them every single week. They are like a Q&A style episode where I answer three questions from my podcast listeners. So you actually have a chance to submit your question for me to answer right here on the podcast. You can find the link for that in the show notes, or you can just go to birthworker.com slash ask and submit your question. We literally pull the questions from those submissions and answer them right here. So if you've been dying to ask me something, do not wait, literally go to birthworker.com slash ask and ask your question. And Hey, maybe I'm going to answer it next week on the podcast. All right. Question number one today is what questions should I ask during a consultation? And this question is from Kiara. Thank you so much for this question. And I actually love this question so much that I'm going to do an entire episode coming up on how to do an amazing consultation for in-person doula services, but I, I didn't want to skip this question. So let me answer this now, but then know that later on down the line coming up here soon, uh, I'll do an entire episode about consultations. So the first thing that I want to say to Kiara is that there are two parts to this. There's two parts to asking questions to our prospective doula clients. Essentially, we have a form that people can fill out essentially on our website that can ask a bunch of questions. And then we also want to ask questions in the consultation itself. Right. And so the questions that you might want to ask on that form are, where do you plan to give birth? What is your due date? Do you have any other babies? Things like that. I mean, hey, you could ask those on the consultation too, but I like to break it up. So I like to do like half the questions just on that form so I can get some easy answers. And that actually helps me create like a baseline so I can formulate better follow-up questions for the consultation itself. Now, I want to be clear that during a consultation, we really want to let our prospective clients lead the consultation. That's how to run a phenomenal consultation. That being said, there's going to be times where we need to ask questions or follow-up questions to get that conversation rolling. And so I just want to almost brain dump a bunch of my favorite questions that I ask clients during consultations. Uh, One of them is, what is your impression of birth? Like, do you hold any fears around birth? Maybe what are your biases? Maybe even like, what was your own birth story? Just to get an idea of are we on the same page here? Am I going to be a good doula for this person? Or am I going to annoy the hell out of them because of my views of birth? Another question that you can ask is what kind of support are you looking to get from hiring a doula? Or you could say this in another way. Why are you even hiring a doula? 
And this is a great question because yes, it starts a conversation, but again, it helps me realize, am I the right doula for this person? If this person, if the kind of support this person wants is the kind of support that I don't really want to give, then this is not going to be a good relationship. So definitely a really important question for that to ask. And then another question that might not be super obvious that I love to ask is what kind of support do you have lined up for postpartum? And that just gives me a really good idea of the support they have, the family they have around, the friends they have around, and potentially what kind of support I can offer them in the future should we decide to actually work together if we're a good fit. So those are just three different types of questions. Some are a little bit more unusual than others, but I love to ask those during a consultation. And to be honest, beyond that, I'm really good at this point at just flowing with the flowing with the conversation. And so redirecting, asking follow-up questions, things like that. But I don't want to get too much into it because I promise I'll be back very soon with an entire episode about consultations. All right. The second question we have is, what are your biggest tips from creating the third trimester checklist? So if you are new to my community, you might not know about my third trimester checklist. If you've been here for a while, you definitely know what it is because it kind of went viral about two years ago. Um, So what is this? The third trimester checklist was essentially the very first ebook that I ever created. It had a couple iterations, so I redid it a couple times, but in general, it was a big ebook, uh, 30 to 70 pages, depending on what iteration you, you got it at. But it was an ebook that essentially took people through day by day what they should do during their third trimester to prepare their mindset for birth. So it was meditations, it was fear release practice, it was pain coping practice, everything kind of revolved around mindset. The reason that I created it is because I saw that there was a hole in childbirth education that was talking way too much about options and interventions and science and research, and definitely not enough about uh, intentional living, mindful practices, pain coping in your mind. So not necessarily like pain coping with holding a comb or hip squeezes or anything like that, but just pain coping with nothing but your mind, uh, and then releasing fear. I don't know if I said that one, but I realized that there was this huge hole, and so I wanted to fill it. And so that was the very first resource I ever created. It covered all those different topics. And eventually, that kind of built my framework, which ended up being like a five-part framework for having a phenomenal birth. And so that was almost my stepping stone that I needed creating this ebook to then go on and create my comprehensive course. My jam, like my five-part framework, let's see if I can remember it. It's been a while since I spoke about it, but it's overcoming your fears, practicing pain coping techniques, learning how to live mindfully, understanding all of your options is definitely still part of that. And then the last one is developing your autonomy. And so essentially everything I created moving forward for in-person doula clients, for my courses, that was the framework for it, that five-part framework. And it started with that checklist that I created. It was an ebook. So let's jump back to the question. The question was, what are your biggest tips from creating the third trimester checklist? My biggest tip, and this is really important, you guys, action leads to clarity. Clarity does not come first. Action has to come first, okay? And so I don't want you 
stalling and stalling and stalling and sabotaging yourself because you want everything to be clear and you want everything to be correct and you want everything to be perfect so much so that you're, like I said, sabotaging yourself and not putting anything out there. That is so unhelpful. And I see a lot of students and I see a lot of doulas online that get to that point where they're stalling and they're not taking action. They're waiting for that clarity to magically come. They're waiting for everything to be perfect, but that is not what's going to lead to clarity, success, money, sales, new followers, none of that. The action has to come first. And so one of the things I like to tell all of my students is that whatever you create is going to change no matter what. And so instead of being so focused on creating something so perfectly the first time, hurry up, whip it together, get it out there, and then reassess and change and adapt right? We cannot make something perfect unless we get feedback on it. We cannot get feedback on it unless people actually, unless it gets into people's hands. So take that action, get it out there, get it out there messy, do like B minus work, C minus work, get it out there and then reassess. It's something that I wish somebody told me is everything is going to change. So don't pour your 100% everything into an offer the very first time you create it, get it out there fast reassess, make it better as you go. If you are starting to make this kind of stuff, if you're starting to think about making an ebook, mini course, workshop, like any sort of like online or more passive type of offers. So we're not talking like in-person support. We're talking something either online or even you could do this in person, like in-person classes. I just want to remind you guys that I put together the childbirth educator training program that we have, and that's literally going to save you hundreds of hours, like hundreds. I'm not kidding. It took me 800 hours to put that stuff together. And what it is, is not only are you getting the birth education stuff, and not only are you getting the business stuff that's going to help you actually create and launch these offers, but you are actually getting the content of the offers. So if you want to put together an ebook, again, a workshop, even everything up to a comprehensive course, join the CBE training program, get everything so you don't have to start from scratch at all. And I just had another thought that I want to get to before I go on to the last question for today, but I just want to let you know that it's when you're creating your business, especially when you're creating the online portion of your business and your online offers, it's actually really important that you first understand where you want to go and you understand the big picture strategy. And so I don't necessarily want you pouring your life into creating an ebook if that ebook is actually not going to flow and not going to fit with the other offers that you're going to create down the line. And so that's something that I start with in not only the CBE program, but literally anywhere that I teach my students about online offers, I teach them you need to get that big picture idea of where you want to go. And then you need to work backwards to make sure all those offers fit. So we're not just randomly creating eBooks. We're not just randomly creating freebies that don't actually lead to where we want to go. For instance, for my business, I get asked so many questions about being a doula, starting a business, growing an Instagram, creating a podcast, that if I was just like, oh, this is what people want. Let me create it. Let me create a freebie for podcasting. Let me create a freebie for Instagram. Let me get create a freebie for leading consultations. I would be spending so much of my time just on that hamster wheel of creating free stuff, but none of it is actually going to lead 
to my offers down the line, right? So even though I could create all of those things as freebies, even though they would do really well as freebies, I have to stop myself and ask myself, is this really aligned with where I want my business to go? And for the majority of the time, the answer is no. So I'd say like 95% of the things that come to my mind that I would love to create, that would be easy to create, that people would love, it doesn't actually fit with my overall vision. And so I have to be very, very clear and strategic about where I spend my time, what kind of freebies I create, what kind of eBooks I create, what kind of workshops I launch. Again, just to make sure that everything is leading to my main goal. And this actually fits perfect with question number three, which is how long does it take to actually be a successful doula? I love questions like this because I love just being that pain in the butt and that devil's advocate that says like, what does success mean? Like success is so subjective. Uh, A good birth experience is so subjective, right? So one of your clients could say, you know, how many of your doula clients had a good birth experience? And you could say right back to them, it is so subjective. What a good, what good, a good experience to someone else might be a horrible experience to your, your new client, right? Someone, someone's favorite birth experience would be a scheduled cesarean because she never wants to feel a single contraction and she wants to plan her baby's due date and yada, yada, yada. And then you look to someone like me and I'm like, that's literally my worst nightmare. (laughs) Like, Okay, obviously there's way worse things than a planned cesarean, but that is not a good birth experience for Kylie, right? So the same goes for being a successful entrepreneur or successful doula. Like success to one doula could be they're attending 10 births every single month in person and going to 10 births. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Being on call one third of every single month, or like rather you're on call every day, but like attending births one third or one half of every single month sounds horrible to me. Like that sounds like burnout. That that does not sound like success, but that that is success to other people. So when you ask me, how long does it take to actually be a successful doula? I want to turn that right back around to you and it's and tell you that it depends on your idea of success. So are we talking about time freedom? Like you can literally do whatever you want whenever you want that sounds more like success to me. (laughs) Do you want a ton of money? That's possible. But hey, like time freedom and ton of money, like, you know, what do you want more? Like, what if I told you that you could make a million dollars per year? I'll snap my fingers. You'll make a million dollars, but you'll only get one hour with your kids every week. Is that success? Obviously not. Right. So it's a balance. Um, What does success look like to you? Attending a lot of births, maybe being big on social media, going viral, maybe, Um, maybe to somebody else, it's they want to be like the go-to doula in their local community, but they don't want to grow an online business. So there's so many ways to find success. And this is like the foundation of why I started this business is to help you decide what success looks like to you and then help you create a business around that. And so I'm very clear on like, let's say Birth Worker Academy, our doula training program, it's perfect for you if you want to attend 10 births per month. It's also perfect for you if you never want to attend a birth and you just want to be a birth coach and do some like consulting or virtual birth support. And it's also for you if you just want to learn a ton about birth and then go launch a birth course or do maybe one-on-one coaching sessions. Totally. So when you come into our world, it's never like, here's the blueprint to success, go follow it and you'll, you'll find success. No, it's 
let's first decide what success looks like to you. And then how can you use me and my team and our resources and our programs and our coaching to help you get there to whatever success looks like to you. So that is my tangent. (laughs) Let me answer this question in a little bit more of a normal way. I'll pretend I'm a normal person for a second. So how long does it take to actually be a successful doula? So in our academy, we've actually had students that fully book out their in-person doula services in these six months that they're in the academy. We actually had someone in our very first round last summer when the program was only three months long. She, By the end of the program, she was attending six births per month. And so the answer is it could be really short. You could be a successful doula with a ton of clients and, and be known in your community and start making a lot of money within three to six months for sure. That being said, we've also had students inside Birth Worker Academy that join the program, go through the program, and then they decide that they don't even want to attend births actually. And they decide that they want to actually create some sort of other birth coaching business instead of attending births. And that's totally fine too. They can still use all of the birth education they get. They can still use all the self-development, self-mastery, and business skills that we give them. But just because one person is booked out in person and one person decided she doesn't even want to attend births, does that make like one of them more successful than the other? Of course not, right? It's totally subjective. Uh, And then you look at someone like me, for example. So for me, it took me almost exactly two years from the time that I took a doula training program to become a doula until I had my first $10,000 month. So two years from becoming a doula to making my first $10,000 month. Were there points during those two years that I thought, oh my God, this is taking forever. Like I'm so poor. What am I doing? Like no one's hiring me. Of course, there were so many points during those two years that I thought, this is the slowest thing ever. I'm, this is horrible. Like I'm never going to make this. But now, now that I am where I am, when I look back, most of the time I say, holy crap, like look how much my life has changed in the last four or five years now at this point, like holy moly. So when you're in the thick of it, it feels so freaking slow. Not to everyone. Some people go viral on day one. We've actually had students like that too. That's not the majority, I promise. But most people, while they're in the thick of it, they think this is taking forever. I'm not gaining any followers. No one's booking me for doula consultations. Nobody's hiring me. And and that's a really normal thing to feel and a really normal place to be. But I promise that when you get to the other side of it, you're going to look back and you're going to say, holy crap, that happened faster than I ever thought it would happen. Uh, that's definitely, definitely what happened to me now that I look back when I started, just when I was pregnant with Leela, trying to conceive Leela and then pregnant with Leela. That's when I started my business. Now, I wanted to give you some tangible steps um, to, to take away from this episode, especially for this last question about finding success. So the first thing I want you to do when you're talking about how to become a successful doula is to decide what success look, looks like to you. What is it actually, what's success, right? What does it look like? Um, is it a time thing, a financial thing? Is it just that you can like quit that soul sucking job you hate because you absolutely hate your job and it just like eats your soul to wake up and like 
put your children in daycare? Is that success? Like being able to afford to stay home and quit your other job? Awesome. Whatever it is, pick it, decide it, and run with it. And then after you've decided what success looks like to you, you have to set your goals. And I'm not talking about goals just like, I want to make $100,000, though that's a fantastic goal, like have at it. But not only do you need to set financial goals, I want you to set lifestyle goals and time goals. So uh, for instance, how much do you want to work per month, per week, per day? How much do you want to travel per month, per year? Um, How much do you want to make per month, per year financially? Those are all equally important questions. It's not just about how much money do you want to make. Again, because if I told you you could make a million dollars today, but you never see your kid again, you would be stupid to choose that, right? I, I'm pretty sure most of us would be happy to to make $30,000 per year as long as I can stay home with my kid and see them whenever I want. Obviously, for the majority of us, we still want to, we still want to make $100,000 per year and be able to travel whenever we want and spend a lot of time with our kids. That's personally my bias. That's what success looks like to me. Having the money, but also having the fun and the freedom to travel, do what I want with my time. So anyway, once you decide what success looks like to you, set your goals, financial goals, lifestyle goals, time goals. And then it's really important that you keep that in mind and put your head down and follow the steps to get there to your goals. Follow the roadmap. If you don't have a roadmap, go find a roadmap, hire a coach to get a roadmap because it's a lot harder to just wing it without a clear plan. It's a lot harder to just open your computer every day. And we talked about this a couple of days ago on Wednesday's episode. It's a lot harder just to open your computer and say, what am I doing today? I don't know. I feel like I'll just go post on social media. I feel like I'll just go update my website page that like nobody's saying because I have no strategy to begin with. Like that's not helpful. We need to set those goals, um, decide what success looks like, set those goals, and then follow a roadmap with those goals in mind. And if you're listening to this and you're like, Kylie, dang it, I am ready to take the next step, then I hope you know that I am also just as ready to help you develop your goals. Not tell you what success looks like, because again, that's subjective, but to take whatever you want to do and then help you develop those goals to get there. And then I can give you the roadmap, essentially everything that I know, so you actually can hit those goals much faster and without being on that hamster wheel, having no clue what to do next, because no one wants to do that, right? <laughs> no one wants to work all the time. We want to work as, as fast as possible, as strategic as possible, so we can go hang on the beach in Costa Rica, so we can go play dress up with our daughters, Right. And when you join any of our programs, you're getting a community to help support you every single step of the way. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. We went really deep with that one. I loved talking about that. I loved answering your questions like every single week, of course. Um, And I hope you left this episode with some tangible takeaway action items that you can then go think about to help you plan out the next steps in your business. 
And I am curious, I would love to hear your takeaway from this episode. So if you're interested in just having a conversation, I would love to hear from you. So shoot me a DM on Instagram at birthworkerpodcast and let me know what you think. I read every single one of our DMs and I love hearing your feedback. And to be honest, anytime I get feedback, I'm thinking of ways to like directly implement that into either new podcast episodes or new workshops or new programs that can help serve you better. Of course, though, keeping in mind, does this fit my overall goal? Exactly like we talked about today. All right. Thank you so much for being here. If you want support with your business, with becoming a doula, with growing your doula business, with finding more clients or taking your business online so you do not have to be on call 24-7, let's have a conversation. Shoot me a DM again on Instagram. Birthworker Podcast is my Instagram handle. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure out which program is going to be right for you because I just want you to know what it feels like to live out your dream. I want you to know how good it feels to find success like I have found, and I want nothing more than to help you avoid all of the mistakes that I've made and give you the entire roadmap and all of the the framework pieces that I have spent years and years and years developing with my very type A brain and my left side brain, which is so strategic and so organized, and that's what I want to give you. Not so you can build a business that is soul sucking, but so you can turn your passion for birth into a career that then allows you to go live the lifestyle you want. You want to travel? Let's freaking do it. You want to attend births all the time because you have no kids and you have nothing else to do? Girl, let's freaking do it. Let's let's shoot for the stars, right? You want to just make $100,000 selling online courses so you can spend time with your kids and take them to soccer practice or whatever it is, let's do it. And let's do it together with a community supporting you every single step of the way. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to my rants and my tangents. I love nothing more than producing and recording this podcast for you guys. So I will see you right back here next week on Wednesday. And until then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend.